if someone doesn't get me something, I don't feel bad about it. No. Right. So if I don't get them something, I don't expect them to feel bad about mm-hmm. it. I don't expect them to say, hey, last year you didn't get me anything. And I remember that. Yeah. And I think in our minds, we think that people hang on to those things. And the reality is, is they don't. Right. For most people, I think it's a time that they want to give and they're OK with not receiving. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. (laughs) And doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, all of the stuff. (laughs) So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle Copeland. And I'm Edward. That's it. That's it? Just Edward. I'm tired of giving you guys my full name. If you don't know my full name yet, and you listen to the Push Podcast, you got bigger problems. Well, this maybe push they, is not going to be maybe successful. Maybe this is their first time ever listening to the. If push this is podcast. your first time listening to the push podcast, where have you been? Right. Well, this doesn't seem very <laughs> festive right now. I'm going to give you one more shot to welcome the new people. To the welcome push new people. This is Edward Copeland in the house. Uh, you can call me Eddie. Cope with Eddie. Check me out. <laughs> okay. Well, welcome to episode number 122 of the Push Podcast. Today we are going to be talking about pushing through the holiday season because it can be really stressful. It can sometimes be depressing. It can be lonely. And the holidays are not a great time for lots of people, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that when we started to like just have conversations with different individuals and just, you know, looking at this whole topic, it's it's apparent that it's pretty pervasive that people like get really depressed and they get stressed out. It's like well, there's a lot to stress. Yeah, the normal stress in their life just gets intensified because of the holidays. Right. So before we dive in, though, I do have a what in the world. Okay. My what in the world is regarding you, oh, my lovely husband. I feel husband. like this is a streak. <laughs> like the like yeah. last three what in the worlds have been all over. Um, so I will say one of the things that can be stressful around the holidays are managing your expectations. Would okay. you agree? Sure. A lot of disappointment <laughs> comes from unmet expectations, which usually are silent expectations, right? Right. However, mine are not silent. <laughs> mine are communicated well. And uh-huh. one of the things that I like is I like to decorate for the holidays, yep. right? Yep. And my husband doesn't share that same excitement. <sighs> In fact, he doesn't have any excitement around uh, decorating for the holidays. So I have to kind of, you know, enlist help from my children Mm -hmm. and do a lot of things on my own because it's not something that brings him joy. So this year I decided to enlist Jordan. I ordered my own lights, my own new lights for the exterior of the house. And I will just tell you every single person, like, first of all, we had a neighbor that came by and was like, where's your husband? Like when I was standing on the ladder, you know, putting up my lights, I don't know whether to be offended about that or, you know, to just, I don't really know how to respond to that. My dad calls me. He's like, Hey honey, what are you doing? I said, I'm putting up my lights. And he goes interior or exterior. I said on the outside of my home. And he goes like on a ladder. I said, yeah. He goes, where's your husband? I said, well, he doesn't enjoy doing this. He goes, 
I'm not going to lie. I don't enjoy doing that either. So you should probably hire someone if he doesn't enjoy doing that. And I go, nope, do it myself. I'll call you back later. So that's my what in the world is like, you know that this is an important thing to me. Again, I know that it's not important to you. But over the years, I've asked you to do it for the children, you know, for the sake and of the I kids. Have. And you, most years, say, ah, they don't really care about stuff like that. No, but I end up putting up the lights anyway. Honey, you haven't put lights up in a solid three or four years. No. Yeah. No, it was, the only time I didn't put up lights was last year. That's not true. That is true. We I put were in lights. construction. I, I know. I didn't no. put up lights. One year, you tried to be really cheap about it, and you bought that stupid projector from right? Home Depot, and then the, the projected that, it onto the, the house, up. and what, guess what? what Someone saying, stole it. What I'm saying is, I, I am a grown man, a grown individual that has the capacity to do things that they don't absolutely enjoy Mm -hmm. and find joy in it. So I told you, I said, hey, you know what, honey, on Sunday, I will put up the lights. And And I said, said, I'll do it myself because I know you don't want to do it. (laughs) I will say I did a fantastic job. Okay. Can I just say this? My what in the world? You did do a fantastic job. I know. You did. And I I applaud you for that. So clap. We don't have a clap button. We will get one of those. So I will tell you that one, I was ready and willing to do it, mm-hmm. you, but you don't you took have initi- joy around it. I, it's a chore. Okay, so that's me. That's my problem. That's you the want me to be happy about it. I want you to be happy that you're doing something that like brings the family joy. Can I just say that? And this is why the holidays is, are stressful. That's part of her. This is part of Janelle's superpower. She's very empathetic. She's an empath. So if someone doesn't enjoy doing what she feels that they should enjoy, it impacts her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, for me, I'm not that way. If you someone, don't care. I don't care. I'm like, just do it. I don't care if you like doing it mm-hmm. or not. And I'm I'm okay with that with myself. There are things I don't enjoy doing, but I do them because I know they need to get done. Mm-hmm. And so I just do them. I don't have to like it or enjoy it. And in fact, I will find a way to find joy. So yesterday when mm-hmm. I assisted in, in putting the lights up, uh-huh. the small section I did, right. I, and I had to get on a roof, and I had to risk my life for these which flashing lights. I did. Which I didn't understand See, that. And this I, is the problem. I don't I want enjoyed, you throwing it in my face I that enjoyed, your life's in danger. So <laughs> I next time it. I'll do it myself again. I enjoyed it. I, I told you I got off the roof, and I was like, you know what? That did bring some joy to my, my life. It was very, like, therapeutic. To like, you know, kind of focus in and put mm. up the lights. I was like, okay, I underestimated the joy are... that it would bring to me. So this is very yes. What? No, I told you that yesterday. Anyways, okay. So back to my what in the world. <laughs> my what in the world is that it's it directly ties into this episode, which is you know people have expectations around the holiday season and the holidays trigger different things for different people. For me, it's like, I want it to feel festive. I want it to feel like, oh, it's cozy. It's pretty. Like, you know, I want to participate, especially like in our neighborhood, like put some lights up, like let's look like we are actually in the holiday spirit. And that's not something that you necessarily share. Right. So that's my what in the world. It directly ties into this. It doesn't make me right, wrong, you right, wrong. It doesn't matter. But the whole point, I think, of why stress comes about during the holiday season is because everybody makes it mean something for themselves, right? I'll give you another example. When it comes to gift giving, that can be extremely stressful for certain people for many different reasons. Maybe money's tight. Maybe you're really broke this year. Maybe you lost your job this year, right? And so if someone's constantly like, hey, what do you want for Christmas? And you're over here stressed out about Christmas gifts, knowing that you can't afford to get everyone else Christmas gifts, but you've got that one person in your family or your friend circle that's like, 
you know, initiating all the secret Santas and the minimums are $50 each and we're going to do a holiday brunch and we're going to do all this stuff, it makes the person who's broke feel like a terrible person because they can't participate. Yeah. And I think- And And sometimes it makes the person organizing it upset because they start to be judgy and they're like, well- you spend your money on other things. This is the holiday season. It's for gift giving. You know, like people's expectations, I believe, really do cloud what the whole season's about. Yeah. And I, so this is a tricky one because I do think that like when you think about especially Christmas or any type of gift giving holiday, I think because we are status beings, meaning that status is important in, in, in our in our society or, or well, we make it important. And so sometimes it's like, giving a gift is a representation of my status in the world, what I'm able to purchase, like, you know, all those different things that could be extremely superficial that really have nothing to do with kind of the altruistic elements that Christmas can give you. And I think on the flip side of that, people who can't participate, it it reduces their status and they become even further upset and more depressed about Mm -hmm. the fact that they can't necessarily represent themselves in a way where someone would be extremely happy about a gift in which they think. And a lot of times I think the most, the best gifts are not the most expensive. They're typically the most thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that those are things that plague people. And so some people don't want to participate in that. But before, I know that that's kind of where we're going, but I, would, I just want to say for everyone, I love my wife. She did a fantastic job with the lights. Oh, I did an outstanding and job on the lights. I w- would love to participate in the decorating of the external part of our house next mm-hmm. year. I will do it with cheer and joy in my heart. Okay. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> do you have a what in the world? I do have a what in the okay. world. So I sent you a text message and it's very much similar to what you're talking about. But I have noticed... Right. And I don't know if it's just, you know, this man and female dynamic. Right. But I have noticed that I'm not the only one that goes through this thing. And so what I mean by that is if there's something that you as a person in a relationship or a male in a relationship, you, you know, you say, hey, okay, so I sent you this video. You didn't respond to it. But this guy basically is on TikTok. He gets in bed Mm -hmm. and he's like, oh, snug it up. And and his wife yells out, you've got to take out the trash. He goes, oh, okay, I'll I'll take it out in the morning. She goes, never mind. I'll do it anyway. (laughs) I'll do it myself. myself." And he jumps out of bed. And I was like, I thought I was the only one that get those situations. But it's like, I'll do it myself. No, when you say you do it yourself, that means you're going to be mad at me. That's what it means. It just means like I need it done now, so I'll do it myself. I don't know if it's a a form of mind control that women pull, but if you're a guy out there and your wife says to you, because you don't want to do something that very moment, never mind, I'll do it myself, and you're triggered to like, oh my God, now I got to bend mountains to do this. Mm -hmm. What in the world? Just let her do it herself then. (laughs) That is a mistake. Because then you'll do what you do just I mean, now. It is. It'll be like, a okay. hang over your head forever. I'll give you an example. <laughs> I cook dinner. Mm-hmm. Dinner's here for you when you come home, right? right? Now the trash needs to be taken out. Every night is the same thing. I go, can you take the trash out? I'll take it out in the morning. Never mind. I'll do it myself. <laughs> I don't do that. Yes. Uh, on a good amount of the no. evenings, I'm like, oh, don't close that drawer that our trash is in like a cabinet. And every thing. time I see the drawer full, I mean, the trash, I take okay. it out. Well, so but I'm just saying other things like putting up the lights. Yep. Uh, I'll put on Sunday. No, I'll do it myself. Because that's what you said. You said, 
Uh, I'll do it on Sunday, honey. I said, it's okay. I'll do it myself because I want to do it with joy. Also, I know that I'll do it the right way and I'll do it in a way that like, however long it takes me to do it, it's going to be done right. You're If you do it, it's like a half-assed thing. And you're like, ah, I didn't notice the gap right there. Is that that big of a deal? Yeah, you should have noticed that gap. Like all you had to do was move the string over a couple of inches. Like that shit bothers me. Okay. So I don't know what your what in the world <laughs> is. What in the world is, is that any time that something doesn't get done on the time frame of your significant other, if they tell you, never mind, I'll do it myself. If the significant I, other is a woman and she is, runs the household, poll, yes. My poll is, is, is that mind control or a form of manipulation? Because No, it's a form no of man, annoyance. No man is going to sit there and go, oh, okay, cool. I'm glad you decided to do yeah, it yourself. It's a form of annoyance. It's like, ah, well, you know, they say when you want something done, you got to do it yourself. This is true. And women so, are constantly reminded of that. I just thought that I, that tickled me because I saw him jump out of bed. And I've said I've been there in situations before. I'm like, okay, I'll do it in the morning. No, no big deal. I'm already, you know, showered up, cozy, and like, hey, can you do this science project? It's what? generally something that you should have done before you got in bed and got cozy. <laughs> that's really the thing, and that's why women, I think, are annoyed because they're like running the whole household, cleaning up after everyone, and it's like. You would be the first one to be in bed and be cozy. That sounds like <laughs> that sounds like a typical household if the woman runs the household. No, all so right. there, there you have it. There you have There's it. your explanation. All right. Anyways, <laughs> diving into episode 122, we are talking about the holidays and the fact that they are not fun for everyone. And when Eddie brought this up, like we should talk about some of the stresses of the holidays. And I, you know, initially I was like, well, how do we relate to that? Because I feel like we have a really good grasp of like what things are important, what things are out of my control, someone else's expectations of where I should be spending Christmas or how I should be doing Christmas. I don't really give that stuff too much weight. Yeah. But I do know that a lot of people do. And someone asked us recently, like, well, how do you guys come up with these episode titles and stuff? How do you know what to talk about? And one of the things we do is we just take a poll in our household. What has been coming up for you lately? And we ask each person, well, Kayla's home from Scotland. She's visiting for the holidays. So Eddie asked her this morning, what's coming up for you? Because people making stupid decisions has been coming up for me, but we can't talk about that on the podcast. And she said, people that make a big deal out of things that shouldn't be a big deal. Like they intensify their the stress and issue make it And make it a yeah. huge problem, make themselves you know, overwhelmed. Now they're saying they're stressed out. Now they have anxiety. And it's not that big of a problem. Right. And th those are the things that kind of came up for her. So then we kind of tied it into, well, the holidays is one of those things for me where I see people like complaining that there are no Christmas decorations, you know, like, oh my God, can you believe it? Home Depot's already out of lights and it's only December 10th. And I'm like, well, I mean, I kind of can because people want to put lights up on their house, yeah, right? It, it, and also, I was in that position this past weekend. We have a ton of Christmas ornaments, and they've served a purpose. Since I was 20 years old, I've had a lot of these same mm -hmm. ornaments, and they're colorful and fun, and our family has celebrated all these Christmases with mostly the same ornaments, but this time we have a newly redecorated house, and so I wanted to switch up my ornaments and get new ones. I thought it was be as, would be as simple as like a few trips to Home Goods and then Target and Hobby Lobby, 
come to find out after this weekend, there are no Christmas decorations like at all. So I've been perplexed about it, but not to where it bothers me. It's just like, okay, I'll order them on Amazon and my tree is half decorated and oh, well, I'll have them for the years to come. But either other people beat me, either two, there's a supply chain issue, which is also right. right? Or it's just like not meant to be. Like my Christmas isn't canceled because my tree is half decorated. Like so well, I, I do don't really understand I, that. I do think that that people do have like an expectation that their happiness for the holidays is gonna come through the fact that it's gonna be flawless and right. everything is gonna work out and it's gonna be seamless and and I think it's a time of joy and it's advertised that way. But it starts, I think, when you think about Black Friday, right? And so you think, okay, well, you know, you have Thanksgiving and that that's also stressful because people are having to get together. Maybe they don't get along with their family. But I think being in, in working in retail and seeing how crazy people mm-hmm. can get kind of gives you the idea that like this is a time where people are really on edge, mm-hmm. right? And it's interesting because it's supposed to be a time of joy, but they're riding on the edge of like flipping out on someone right. because the, the last... You know, tickle me Elmo has been sold, and yeah. and now you've lost your mind because now your, your six year old can't get ruined. what they you know they they won't even remember the six year Christmas. But right. but I think that those are the things that I think these expectations that are out there that it, everything should be perfect. But you know, and I think that that's it's unrealistic, especially yeah. when you're looking at the fact that you're trying to bring your whole family together. Like that that's in a perfect environment in itself. Right. Yeah. So here are some of the things that people get all bent out of shape for for the holidays. And it could start with money, I think, is the number one. Like lack of money, just anything revolving around money. Two, shopping decisions. What the hell am I supposed to get everyone? Like such and such didn't send me their list. Or, you know, who do they think they are? They sent me this list and it's got a laptop on it. Just like any sort of shopping decision, I think, spins people out. Deadlines are another thing. You know, you're maybe trying to cram in a bunch of work, whether it be work deadlines, whether it be deadlines for, you know, your kids are usually in finals week right now. Mm -hmm. Maybe you have deadlines that, you know, require things to get done so you can go to potlucks or Or holiday parties or be on vacation. So it's got to get done in a timely fashion. The next thing that stresses people out are like parties and potlucks and uh, just different things that they have to commit to. And that's an interesting one because I'm not an overcommitter. Mm. Like, I'm just not a people pleaser when it comes to saying yes to things that I right. know won't serve me. But parties and, you know, just showing face at all of these different functions can definitely be a stressor for a lot of people in a form of exhaustion or just stress. Yeah. Right? And I think that you couple all that with this. We'll this, have more. This, okay. Well, strained family relationships. Uh-huh. That's a big one. I mean, I know many people, including myself that have family relationships that, you know, the holidays just bring on that kind of uneasiness. Like, like do you invite are, them? Yeah. Do, do you yeah. invite them? Are we supposed to spend time with them? Like we both know that it's not going to bring us joy, but it's the right thing to do. And, and that's a tough one, you know, like, right. I know when we first started growing our family together, I was like, I don't want to have to go to all of these places and spend our holiday, our Christmas day in the car driving from one family to another. So we had to kind of create some boundaries, which we'll talk about in a second. 
And then, you know, so that kind of falls into the category of pressures to please family and friends. And then decorating, like the holidays have to be perfect. There's this like media bombardment of like happy and all these expectations that everyone's smiling and friends and family are together and you've got all these festivities and there's just Christmas joy all over. And I just think that it gives you a ton of things to kind of worry and weigh. Mm -hmm. And then what do you do if you're broke? What do you do if like your family is living on another side of the country or in another country? What do you do if your family has passed away? Yeah. What do you do if you work retail and you are working and grinding while everyone else is talking about singing Christmas carols and going to potlucks and shit? What do you do if you're by yourself? Yeah. In a couple of that where there's a decision fatigue because you're trying to decide on, you know, what to get someone or, you know, what you want for yourself. Mm -hmm. And 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 so all these things kind of compound into a place where the holidays are don't feel as festive as you would like them to be. Right. And so I think that the key like to kind of go over, like, what should a person do? Like, what should a person do if they're broke? Right. You should decline (laughs) to participate in gift giving. Right. And why is that so hard? Why do you think Um, that it's an unpopular opinion for you to stand up and say like, hey, I just want to let you know we're opting out of Christmas gifts. You know, we're we're not asking for anything. We in fact, we'd prefer that you don't purchase gifts for us because we're not going to be able to reciprocate like we're saving for this big thing or we're trying to work our way out of debt or whatever. It doesn't really require an explanation But gift giving is a tricky one because people feel obligated. And again, I'm just going to ask you, like, why do you feel obligated to do something that's going to put you in debt or stress you out or, you know, just if the money's not there, then don't overextend yourself. You can only do what you can do. And that shouldn't be a form of love anyways. Like the price tag of the gift that you're giving shouldn't dictate how much you love someone. And I think what ends up happening is that in, especially in family dynamics, if you are struggling and, hey, I don't have any money, and then I know that my brother, sister, cousin, whoever is going to get me something, and I'm going to have this overwhelming guilt because I can't afford to give them something equivalent to what they're going to get me, mm-hmm. or maybe I can't afford to get them any, anything at all. And yeah. I think what ends up happening is is people start to remove themselves from the family, and they go into kind of isolation because we've talked about this before, either you're vulnerable or you're shameful, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you're feeling shame and or guilt, you probably won't express to people like, hey, this year has been really tough. I don't really have the financial means to really participate in mm-hmm. a in a gift giving, you know, white elephant or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. But I mean, maybe it's something that you're gonna you're gonna make people stuff. You're gonna give them something thoughtful. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know. But what do you do if so? someone's listening to this and it's a few days before Christmas and they just like, I'm going somewhere and I don't want people to get me anything because I don't want to have the feeling of guilt. I just I want to tell you, you have to remove it. Like it literally is just going to come down to how you're processing it. We've talked a lot about like what happened and what you make it mean. Right. right? So what happened is like, I'm going to tell you that I just can't bring a gift you yourself are going to make it mean more than the other people are going to make it mean. Right. And you'll probably, that will look like this, That's you know, oh, I'm a terrible person and ah, oh, they're probably talking shit because I didn't bring anything. And oh, right. my mom probably hates me because I got her crappy gift and what a crappy kid I am because she's given me so much. Like you're usually making it mean something way bigger than it actually is. Yeah. And I, I think that's huge because 
I think it's important for people to understand. I always think about it from this standpoint. If someone doesn't get me something, I don't feel bad about it. No. Right. So if I don't get them something, I don't expect them to feel bad about mm-hmm. it. I don't expect them to say, hey, last year you didn't get me anything. And I remember that. Yeah. And I think in our minds, we think that uh, people hang on to those things like, oh, I didn't get my this person to something. And the reality is, is they don't. Right. For most people, I think it's a time that they want to give. And they're okay with not receiving unless you're kind of dealing with someone that's immature, right? right. And then that's a, their own problem. But I think I think what Janelle just said is right. I think that you have to reduce that meaning and then you have to make sure that you make the holidays about connection. Mm-hmm. You make the holidays about what you can get out of it from a standpoint of this is a time that I think you should feel joy. I think it, it will require you to create a meaning and a narrative that helps fit that mean, you know, that feeling that you want to have. But I do think you have to reduce that feeling of like, oh, I'm I'm feeling guilty because I didn't get anyone. Anymore. Yeah, if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. So yeah. I think the key there is to just have a budget that out. you stick to. <laughs> um, I'll tell you one of the things that works for me is in my phone, on my iPhone, I have a notes section. It says Christmas shopping list. And it's the same people on there that I buy for every year. And as we continue to grow our income, then maybe the dollar amounts change that I, cause I will allocate like, you know, Eddie's mom is on there. The, all the parents are on there. The kids are on there. And the first thing I do is I set a budget. Like what is each kid going to get around about? And then I work it around that, right? Cause your kids should come first. It's your household. Right. And then as the years have progressed, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to add my brothers on. I don't expect them to get me anything, but as we progress, then maybe it starts off with, you know, hey, here's some movie tickets. Then maybe it's to, I'm going to give them 50 bucks each, you know, yeah. maybe it's a gas card, whatever. And I just don't, don't make it a big deal. Stick right. with a budget, stay with it. If you can't afford it, then, you know, Christmas cards for everyone. You can get a photo of yourself printed out on a postcard for very cheap. Google it. It's a cool thing. Send postcards to everyone. Bring a Christmas card for everyone. Make some cookies. Cookies don't cost you very much if you get them from the grocery store or you make them from scratch. So just think of a way to be more thoughtful versus what the dollar amount, uh, you know, is going to say about you or your gift giving or and I, uh, and I love what, and I love what your brother kind of started a few years back where he said, hey, please don't get me anything. Mm-hmm. Actually, if you were thinking about getting me something donate that to your favorite charity right. in, my, in my name. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. And I think that that's a great strategy for those who may be struggling financially and saying, hey, I won't be giving gifts this year. And if you were thinking about getting me something, I don't want you to get me anything. Right. I would prefer that you donate that money to a worthy cause. And here's the thing. A lot of people don't want things. I'll just tell you, like my house, like I said, we newly, it, it's been a year. I have things that are on my walls. I don't have room for things to be hung on my walls. So right. if you get me picture frames, I don't really know where they're going to go. If you give me a vase, I don't really know that I'll use that. Like I have three vases I rotate through, right? Usually when someone sends you flowers, you got another vase. I usually toss them. Like I want to be very minimalistic. And so I know that I'm speaking for like myself, my brother. We don't want things that are going to take up space because I feel like it's wasteful and it's unuseful and it's a great thought, but the thought of it is better than the fact that I have to like store it somewhere now. Yeah. So the next thing I think that people get all worked up about is, you know, I can't get it all done. Like there's so much to do. And I just feel like, you know, the holidays in particular, it's not supposed to be about do, 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 go, go, go. (laughs) I understand. I'm always the person that does my Christmas shopping the last two weeks before Christmas. 
but I know that it's self-induced and it's like, I I don't even want to say it's procrastination. That's just when I do my Christmas shopping. And so if I go to a store and it's out, if I can't get it in time by Christmas, like I have no one to blame but myself, right? And so just giving yourself the grace to know you can't get everything done. Sure, you want to make homemade cookies and give them to all your neighbors and then you go to Target and the tins are out. Don't freaking flip your lid for that stupid stuff because it's just not all realistic that it's all going to get done. Find a workaround, come up with a different plan, tweak the plan, but just understand like you're setting again these expectations that everything has to be done and it doesn't. And I think you have to ask yourself, like, what are you trying to accomplish? Right. Right. Like most people are trying to accomplish. I want the neighbors to know that I'm the one that can do it all. Like you want an award for like, oh my God, you're so busy. You work full time. You've got three kids. You volunteer at the PTA. You know, you have a business. Like how did you have time to make all these homemade signs for everyone in the neighborhood? Oh, (laughs) it's like this thing that people expect praise for. Really? And I'm triggered by it. Well, because it's interesting because for me, I think when it comes to holidays, I want to do less. Oh, right. I mean, certain. it's like, how do we make this the most efficient? We, you know, we know we're going to probably have people over, but at the end of the day, it's not about like what activities it's like, okay, we're busy all year. Right. Here's an opportunity where everyone comes together. And for the most part, some, you know, somebody's got some time off, whether it be a day or two days, they can just kind of connect and spend time with people. But, but I, I mean, I guess that the idea of like getting it all done to me is just like, Oh my God. It's exhausting. And you, for you. So, my, my first thought was you got to ask yourself, what are you trying to accomplish? I think for the most part, people are trying to accomplish like ability to connect with their family. They want to spend quality time in their home. They want to get cozy, all mm-hmm. these different things. And yet, it's not in, in alignment to the activities that they're signing up for. So, I think you just got to make sure you ask yourself that, that question. Right. And then, you know, so I think just have the mantra of like, it's good enough. Right. We'll figure it out. It's good enough. Yeah, it's going to all work out. You're going to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's easier said than done. (laughs) Right. But that's really, I think you're the problem. If you're constantly stressed out about like, I've got to do this. I've got this laundry list. You know, I got to make these things for the neighbors. I got to take this here. I got to, then you have, my friend, overcommitted yourself. And you just need to say, you know what? This is good enough. I need some rest and recovery. Right. I'm going to slow down a bit. The one I think that is the most triggering of all stressors during the holidays is the family dynamic situation. Mm. Like when you have, well, first we'll talk about like family members you don't want to be around. And then (laughs) second, we'll talk about family you wish was here, but maybe there's a loss. Mm. Okay. So one, when you have family that is abusive, unpleasant, unhealthy, they're toxic, and you still feel as though you have to participate in that, I think that you should just opt out. Yeah. I just, it's that simple to me. I mean, I just. Why? Why go through? And, and it comes back again to these expectations. Like I'm, I'm expected to have this person over. I'm expected to give the people gifts. But I'm people expected give to really bad advice. have this over the top holiday party that I got to do all this stuff. And you're not. Like you put that expectation on you. If you have people in your life that don't, like put joy in your life or a lot or create an environment where joy can live and they are killing it, then don't have them in that environment. Mm -hmm. Very simple. But again, I think it's like people give bad advice. If you say like, oh, we're not going to be spending the holidays with our family this year, just because "Ah, I think it's a little bit better. People say, well, you only get one family. Yeah. I mean, I understand that. Yeah. And I think, I mean, and listen within context, if you've got a small problem, 
that you're feuding over. And mm-hmm. it's like, are you really letting that little thing get in the way right. of you being able to spend time with? And it's a lot of times it's not like that person, but it's like that person's kids that you really want to spend time with. It's that, you know what I mean? And so not only are you losing sight on, you know, whether it be nieces and nephews or, or sisters or brothers, whatever it may be, like that person is getting in that way of actually connecting with those folks and it's something small, then I think you do need to say, hey, life is too short. Get over that and get to a place where you can come to some compromise. And here's one last thing I'll say about the family situation. Maybe it's you. Maybe you're mildly irritating. Maybe you're boastful. Maybe you're too overly opinionated or hypercritical or you use this um, time as an opportunity to practice like you know, your communication skills, but they're not really that great. That can put other people in a position where like, you're not the most pleasant to be around. And yeah. So maybe you make this mandatory fun. You're like, uh, you know, you're gonna, if you're going to come over, you got to like play all these games and people are like, I just want to chill. But every time we go over there and so it puts me in a bad mood. Right. So I think that's what you, you're not saying. Like maybe you're creating an environment where people bring their worst right. because of the expectations you've set on that day or for that, you know, uh, holiday. Yeah. And then conversely, if you are, you know, the holidays are a triggering time for you because of a lost family member, maybe you're lonely, maybe you again, don't have your family with you for whatever reason. I was talking to a neighbor yesterday, the guy that lives right across the street. And I was like, oh yeah, why didn't you come to you know the party last year? Not last year was COVID, but the prior year. And he's like, oh, I had just lost my wife. And honestly, I just wasn't trying to hear anything about the holidays. It was too soon. And mm. it's still really tricky for me. And I, so I said, you know, I don't know what you do, but the last thing I would want is for you to spend the holidays by yourself. So please feel free to walk across the street and just have dinner with our family on Christmas. I didn't tell you that, but that really (laughs) breaks my heart to know that there are people out there that would just be alone and, you know, going through the loss of your wife and you just now she's gone and I have no one. Yeah. So I think, you know, when you get to a place where you can talk about it, people genuinely want to include you. They want to invite you. They want you to not be lonely. So I think getting to a place where you can talk about it and be vulnerable about it will open up opportunities for other ways to spend your holidays. Yeah. And I think, you know, this is one of those things that I want everyone to really listen in because this is important. I think you know, when we lose people, we lose a bit of our comfort, right? Mm -hmm. Because that person brought familiarity, they brought, you know, whether it be kindness, care, love, warmth, all those things. And when that person's gone, that's a piece that's lost. And so in order to, I think, get some of that back, it it will require you to be uncomfortable and go Mm -hmm. hang out with people that you don't normally hang out with during the holidays. And I think one of the things that when I've had loss in, in my family, the one thing I, I've always said to myself is, what would that person want me to do? Mm-hmm. Right? Because when we think about what that person would want us to do, it's usually to go out and be happy. Right? right? When people, when you really think about like the person that's deceased, what their thoughts would be, what would they want to leave you with? It's always with, I want you to be happy. I want you to go and find happiness somewhere and somehow and not sit back and think about me. I don't think anyone is that egotistical when they die to say, all I want you to do is be mourning me for the next 20 years. You and are. I, uh, no. <laughs> you are. No. You know it no. as you're saying no. it. <laughs> Sidebar, no, here's a what no. in the world. <laughs> Every single time we talk about which one of us is going to die first, Eddie says he's going to die. And when I say, 
well, if I die, I want you to move on with your life, you know, get remarried. He goes, absolutely. I don't want that for you. In (laughs) fact, he has told everyone in our family that it is not okay for me to move on. I have to be sad mourn his loss for the rest of my life. And if not, he will come back and haunt me. Those are your exact words, exact words. He literally was like, why would you want to move on? So I said, you don't want me to like get married. Absolutely not. I don't. If you got married and moved on, I would question your love for me. This has been an ongoing thing (laughs) for many years. So interesting that you would say that. Well, you know, that, so either clarify that I can move on without you. You can you can move on. What? You can move on. Speak <laughs> clearly into the mic, sir. <laughs> this is not about me. This but is not about you're us. You're giving advice that you're not practicing. Uh, it's a joke. Honey. I just want to know. Yes, you can. Are you publicly declaring that declaring if something happens to you, you don't want me to be? If something happens to me, you can go on and live your life. So you should see his demeanor right now. Well, then people can see you. Yeah, if they're watching on YouTube, yeah, but if they're I'm, listening. Yes. You know they what? know that you're honestly, being a smart ass. Honestly, I would want you to be happy. So you want me to find a husband that would be happy to put up my Christmas lights on a new house, a bigger, better house. Out, they can't, they can't put- you want me to have a joyous holiday season sitting around the tree, cozy fire. <laughs> you should see this man's face, you guys. He does not want me to move on if something happens to him. <laughs> Okay, this is not about me. Okay, but what I'm saying is, is the better part of me, the more uh, the more evolved <laughs> the part of me, egotistical part, would of want you to be extremely happy and not sit around being sad and lonely. That is and the I think, first time in I our entire marriage to, he has said and that. To, so back to the serious point, I think to me, to honor people that you have lost is to be happy. To honor your own selfishness of the loss is to be sad mm-hmm. forever. And I, and I hope, and it may be triggering for people to hear that, but when people pass, when I lost my grandmother, obviously it's it's sad. When I lost my aunt, I was impacted by that. You know, she was a special person in my life and it was hard. But at the same time, there's a part of me knows that in order to really embrace their life, I have to continue to be happy and I have to continue to live a life of joy and purpose Right. And I think that when many times when people get caught in like mourning for too long, it's not about the person that died. It's about them. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's very selfish. And that's what all loss is. It's selfish. You're upset because you lost someone, Mm -hmm. not the fact that this person is gone from the earth and and, in everything that they like they left behind. But really, it's about you. Mm -hmm. And I think you have to find ways, especially in the holidays, to not make it about you, but to make it about if you're trying to honor someone's life. To make it about being happy and, and moving on. Got it. So I would say, yes, I want you to move on, honey. Oh, God. Slowly. I can't wait uh, to play this half-ass, you know, explanation <laughs> of moving on for my sister, who has been under strict, strict rules to not let me move on. Uh, no, I, I didn't yes. give her rules. I gave the kids rules. Anyways, moving on, maybe you're one of those people that gets really stressed out about crowds or just like the amount of people, let's say, that is traveling. Mm. If I hear one person complain about how hard it is to travel or how much traffic there is for the holidays, I want to slap you just with a friendly slap because – Just like you need to get from point A to point B to be with your friends and family for the holidays, so many other people do too. So you got to plan for traffic. You've got to plan for travel. (laughs) That's one of those things when I hear you complain about traveling during the holidays, 
either work around it, go a week before, a week after, but don't complain because everybody is in the exact same situation as you and nobody wants to hear you complain about it. Yeah. So I find that this is very triggering for Janelle. Like things that are very obvious because the seasonality, like you should know if you go to the mall and it's busy that it's, it's going to be traffic, there's going to be a lot of people. You complaining and being angry because there's a line. And I see it all the time. Like people in line, just adults having just temper tantrums, yeah. just a fit about the, I can't believe this is like, this is taking so long. Yeah. And it's Here's like, an example, the Apple store. Like, but it's just like, are, are you out of your mind? Like, do you not think that this is going to mm-hmm. like take some time? You're in the middle of the holidays. Right. If you're traveling, like, you know, like you almost have to prepare yourself. Like, Hey, I know I'm going to deal with long lines. Let me get myself in a mental framework mm-hmm. to understand that. But to me, it's just immature and it's idiotic for people. And I'm sorry for calling people idiotic. <laughs> Maybe I'm on edge because of the holidays. But it just to me, it just doesn't make any sense. And so I'm not sitting here. We're not complaining about the complainers, but we're just kind of, I am. So, it's so bizarre to me. It's like, yeah. are you really upset? Yeah. And I find it very difficult <laughs> to not say something to address it when you someone sure is acting a fool. I, I'm just going to tell you. If I'm in Hobby Lobby and you're complaining that there's 20 people in the line ahead of you for the holidays, I'm going to look at you and say, yeah, it's the holidays. (laughs) And I'm not going to care how it makes you feel because shut up. Like Everybody is trying to decorate. Everybody wants to go to Hobby Lobby. Like, just shut up about that. Like. And then someone was complaining the other night about Chick-fil-A line, right? The Chick-fil-A line so long. Why? It's the holidays. Why? People get off of work. They don't want to go home and cook dinner. They want to go get something fast so they can go do Christmas shopping. I was like so impressed with the Chick-fil-A light show. I will just tell you, I don't know what your Chick-fil-A does, but shout out to Chick-fil-A because they had this light show where you turned your radio to a certain thing, a certain, you know, station. Right. And the light show was so impressive. Jordan and I, it brought so much joy to us. And I was very disappointed that the line in Chick-fil-A that had probably 25 cars in it went so fast and efficient. I was a little disappointed. <laughs> I wanted more time with the lights. And so I left with so much joy like, in my oh, heart. It's too fast. I get the Even though I was like, ooh, I don't think we have 30 minutes to wait in line for Chick-fil-A, right? But it was like the healthiest option at that point. So Jordan and I said, okay, fine, let's do it. We'll watch the lights. And then when we saw that we'd tune our radio station, we were like obsessed with it. And then they kept moving us up. And I was like, wait, this is happening too fast. Like, I really want to enjoy this. And Let me it just was clarify. Like, yeah. She says healthy choice. She's talking about like a Chick-fil-A wrap. She's not talking about no, a chicken sandwich. I'm talking about Chick-fil-A grilled nuggets yeah. and a kale salad. Right, right. I just want to make sure people are like, oh my God, Chick-fil-A is healthy. Oh, you're <laughs> saying for them to not go there every day? Don't eat the fries <laughs> and the fried chicken. No, I get the grilled, I get a 12-piece grilled chicken nugget right. meal with a kale salad instead of fries and an unsweet nice tea. That's go. like my go-to. That's go. I'm going to have that for lunch today. Okay, and then I guess lastly, this is a time for people to start just saying like, you know, wrapping up their year and talking about their accomplishments. And it can be really triggering if you couple everything we've already talked about with the fact that it's the end of the year. So I haven't accomplished everything that I want to accomplish this year. I haven't got myself out of debt. I haven't made more money. I haven't purchased the house that I wanted. You know, my kids are not doing X, Y, and Z like I wanted. 
you start adding up and racking up all of these accomplishments that you haven't accomplished or things that you wanted to do that you haven't done. And you start stacking and piling and like burying yourself under these expectations again that weren't met because the year's coming to an end and now you're running out of time. Well, one of the things I heard the other day that I thought was really interesting, it says, when you think about your year, it's not so much about the things that you didn't accomplish. It's really about the things that you actually didn't set to accomplish. And Mm -hmm. what I mean by that is you get to the end of the year and things that you, in the back of your mind, you wanted to do, but you loosely talked about it. And then all of a sudden at the end of the year became super urgent that you did it. And now you're beating yourself up, even though you really didn't set a goal out to actually achieve Mm -hmm. it. Or maybe you set a goal that was really about what that wasn't very specific. It was very general, like, oh, I want more of this. I want to make extra money. I want to do this. And when you really look at it, you probably had it, but it Mm -hmm. wasn't what you thought it was going to feel like. And so you beat yourself up about it, right? right? And so I think that those are things I think tend to happen for people for the end of the year. Because more times than not, when you have like a specific, like I want to achieve X, Y, Z to the number, whatever that may be, that more times than not, that we, especially for this, a lot of the students that we help, they're like, oh, I set this goal to do this in revenue mm-hmm. and I've already did it six months into the year. Now everything else is just is extra. Right. Because they set a very specific. Now, if they would have said, hey, I just want to do more revenue and then it didn't feel good, mm-hmm. they would say, oh, I didn't achieve my goal. I want to do more. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you look at the numbers, you go, oh, I actually did more. I just didn't actually specify what. I wanted to accomplish. Yeah. So I think it's important, you know, to have a a process to go through the end of your year and evaluate all of the things you did accomplish, you did get to experience, you did partake in and then work on the list of accomplishments from that way versus the stuff you set out to do in the beginning of the year. You look at the list that you set for yourself with all the resolutions. You're like, nope, didn't lose the 30 pounds. Nope, didn't take a trip to Tahiti. Nope, didn't do. Then you can uh, obviously feel bad about it, right? right? So try to approach it in a different way. So if this episode was helpful, let us know in a review on iTunes uh, what you got from it, how the holidays are for you. Are you working through some financial issues and maybe the holidays don't look the way that you want them to look? Hey, you know what you got next year and it'll be here before you know it. So start saving now. If you are working through you know, un- unfortunate dynamics in your family, let us know in the comments how you plan on tackling those issues this year. And um, if you found anything else helpful, let us know how we served you. Yeah. Or if you have tips, we would love to hear and read about those too. So happy holidays, everyone. I hope you have an amazing Christmas and lots of holiday cheer in your heart. La 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 la. <laughs> we'll see you in the next episode, you guys. Bye. Push through. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review. You leave your handle and until next time push through